start? What are we talking about? G- Jimmy, oh, by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? Yeah, I, I don't know where you want me to go with that, Dan. If you want to be more specific, it's obviously frustrating. You felt we're the better team. We didn't win. Boston B party. Boston B party. Boston B party. The guy's scared, okay? He's got, he's going to do what gets him to, gets him his, his, his presence trophy, number one seed, because it's safe. I'm like, you're picking for a pool of all these stud players. How can you fuck that up? The Boston Bruins are proud to select from Lulia, the Swedish Hockey League, Fabian Lysel. I have, I have a lock of his hair. Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm Dave Rodriguez, joined tonight by Jimmy Shea and Justin Ventola. Gentlemen, how we doing? What's up, Dave? Yo, what's going on, Dave? Uh, not much, not much. It's been a while since we talked. Jimmy, we haven't talked to you in over a month. Uh, I don't believe you were on our last show. Tyler can't make it today. He's working, you know, that whole real job thing. But I hate, since, I hate real jobs. Since we last talked, uh, the Bruins went 3-2-1 and one with a 5-1 to one win at Buffalo, losing on Black Friday. That's how long ago we talked. Um, wow. five to two to the Rangers, winning that Sunday night. I think it was a uh, three to two at home versus Vancouver. Then losing two to one to Detroit, and then um, most recent. Uh, oh, and then they went to Nashville, where Swayman got his first shutout of the season, winning two to nothing. And then this most recent game, the three to two overtime loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And tomorrow they are going to start a three-game Canadian road trip. Uh, they're going to play Vancouver tomorrow, Edmonton on Thursday, and then Saturday uh, in Calgary before coming home to face, to face Vegas next Tuesday night. It's been a lot that's gone on in the last couple of weeks, gentlemen, especially last week, which we just unfortunately couldn't get together. Um, two of the biggest things. One, Marshawn gets suspended for three games for slew-footing Oliver Ekman-Larkin. Did I, I butchered that, didn't I? Anyway, yeah. OEL, anyway, uh, Oliver Ekman-Larkin, Larson, excuse me, did it again. Uh, did you guys see the play, or did you just see the replay of it? Oh, yeah, I saw I saw a little bit, Dave, but Marshawn slew-foot. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like he was just trying to make a play on the puck. Unfortunate positioning. I don't know if he was really kicking the leg out for the slew foot. What did you think about it, Justin? No, I, honestly, I, I thought they was just like a good battle, Dave. I thought they uh, – and Marshawn just was just trying to get good body position on Eckford Larson. I don't think there was any, um, you know, negative intent there. And I just think like, you know, just the way, you know, he was th- you know he was skating and moving. He just kind of upended Eckman Larson. Who landed wrong? You know what I mean? I, I I think that happens quite often, quite quite more than it has been, and I'm kind of pissed that it was a three game suspension. Um, and if that's a three game suspension, the next time Tom Wilson pulls some of his crap, he should be expelled from the league. I'm just saying, as the way they're giving out suspensions nowadays, like come on. And what do you think about the whole PK Subban situation with all the slew foots he's been getting away with? Well, I mean. Yeah, no, I guess, I mean, he's been a pain in the ass lately, too. But I He's mean, been fined, I think, two or three times this year already. So then, so then, why, then it's like, why isn't he getting, like, suspended? It's like, I, I don't understand, like, why is it in... Yeah, I know he doesn't have necessarily, like, a like a record of that stuff, but, like, I, you see him all the time in games. Like, he, he pulls, like, I don't know what you want to call it, but just, like, sketchy, like, you know, he did, dodges hits. I, I, I forget what it's called. I don't know if it's 
not not diving, but um, it's 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 like I don't know you intentionally embellishing something like that. Yeah, embellishing is part of it too. He does a lot of it. P Gans is Bands notorious for walking that fine line, but um, they should definitely come down on him if anything. Yeah. Marshan just has a record. That's why they came down on him. I've been hearing people bringing up all he's been playing like that his whole career, and at least Marshan's tried to make a better player out of himself. He went from a fourth liner to a first liner. He's, you know, an all-star, gold medal Canadian Olympist. Jimmy, what did you think about the play? So I want to be on Justin's side and say that, you know, that he's just trying to get good positioning and stuff like that. But Martian does have history. I know you're just saying that. He does have the history of kind of blocking out, as he says, and just kind of things happening. And so I really don't uh, – I definitely – I don't put it past him for doing it. I, I think that it was a, a little, not totally on purpose, but I think that he definitely could have done it with some intent there. On um, the three games, because he has a history of doing this, it really is. And, you know, Justin, yes, uh, Tom Wilson will definitely get his uh, bell rung with the suspension for doing it because he, he is the Washington Capitals version of Marshan, just Marshan's a little more scored. He's like twice the scored. size of Marshan, too. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, we're not allowed to do short jokes anymore, Jimmy. Sorry. not look at the bottom right corner of my screen. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice earmuffs, by the way, Jimmy. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, someone over here is making fun of me sucking on my vape and talking about Dave's earmuffs over here. And, I'm, <laughs> and I'm not... the, the listener comments are crazy tonight. What can we say? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. It's just, you know, I can't help myself. Just, you know. He's, uh, he's, he's looking he's, at these two shining faces over he's, here. He's, he's, the, he's the Brad Marchand of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he blacks it for a second. You know, actually, Dave, I'm really disappointed in myself. I saw the name Slew You. And I, it, I didn't get it. I was like, oh, I school me too. I guess I don't know what you're talking about. And it just, <laughs> you asked the question. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's been that long that I completely forgot. Jimmy, I've been talking to you for an hour now, an hour and probably 15 minutes. I know. And that you just connected on that. Lay off, <laughs> lay off the vape, bro. It's been that long. It's been <laughs> yeah, that long. I love that. Still you? Okay, that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, All right, biggest news from last week, of course, was Jake DeBrusque, his agent, coming out and uh, publicly admitting that Jake DeBrusque had uh, asked for a trade. What kind of position do you think, Jimmy, that that puts uh, Don Sweeney and the Bruins in, in, trying to trade a disgruntled player like that? I mean, it's always tough for a team to actually trade a disgruntled player. You know, teams can lowball you because they know that he really wants to. <laughs> All right, Justin, I'm going to shut your chat off. <laughs> I saw it pop up. I didn't want to read it, and I was like, I couldn't have it. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. No, uh, I, we, I, Justin, I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't really put Don Sweeney in the position to eat your ass. <laughs> I think it definitely does, and I think he definitely will. <laughs> oh, so I have Zoom meetings at work, but I do this with a buddy of mine at work. Like when we're doing Zoom meetings, we're just like chatting each other, like just heinous stuff. <laughs> and I, we'd be sitting there like. 
it's great. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, it, it puts down to me the very hard position. <laughs> <laughs> to trade the player, I'm gonna leave it at that. I can't talk right now. <laughs> oh man, that was good. <laughs> oh man, I think for the first time on the show, I made uh, Jimmy speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this dude give me all my, my back and boy takes. It just like, you know, <laughs> let's go. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I jumped right to that question because I don't think I think I know where everybody stands on the Jake DeBrusque situation on this show. It's basically the kid's got to go. He needs a new spot to land. Love him or hate him, doesn't matter really. I think we're all in agreement that he needs a change of scenery. Um, you know, other than eating your ass there, uh, <laughs> Justin, what kind of position does that put a GM in when the player comes out publicly and says that he wants a trade? I mean, I mean it, it puts him in the bind, right? Because, I mean, now, like, now essentially it, it's it's made known that's kind of been a rocky road between the player and the GM and the, and the organization in general. And so um, I think other players and other GMs are going to look at that and say, okay, well, first of all, some teams are going to take interest. But then what concerns me most, too, is in, like, some players. You know, I think if a, if a player – Outside of, outside the NBA, because we all know the NBA is just a bunch of divas who just want to go to super teams and and so on and so forth. But I think in some of the other sports, when you know when a player like requests a trade, comes out anything like that, to me, that just looks bad in the organization. Because then you start look, thinking like, why is that the case? Why is this player want like out, out of the organization? What's wrong? Is it the coach? Is it the is it the locker room? Is it you know what I mean? And it's all these plethora. And then it come, then you know you run into that issue what's going to make this place appealing to other players, right? And so, I don't know, just especially young players. And um, But I also think, too, this is, you know, people also have to realize as well with this whole situation is that DeBras is also a pain in the ass, apparently. Um, and I understand that a lot's been put on him. But, like, you know, a lot of what came out was that his agent, um, you know, said, oh, like, you know, DeBras wasn't put in the best uh, position to succeed and, you know, so on and so forth, when really – you know, other reports come out like, hey, he's kind of like screwing around at night. So is how seriously, how much is his compete level? Um, as well as uh, he was put next to Krejci and he played like good minutes for most of his career. So he was put in some good positions to succeed. And, um, you know, so I think it looks bad on the organization, sure. But people also have to realize, too, that the player is kind of a bitch, quite honestly. He's, he's, he's a soft player. And I think if he actually did play to his true compete level – and um, you know, use his legs and whatnot. He could be a pretty decent player in this league, but he should, um, he should probably stop playing rock paper scissors for Oreos at the beginning of the games, huh? Yeah, maybe he should start doing that. I don't know, or you know, just maybe eating hockey pucks. I, I don't know. I, don't I think you would mention some at some point before that he had like one of the worst diets too. Was it one of you guys who said that? Or am I making shit up? Yeah, I don't know, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me either if he if he did. So, Justin, I wouldn't go nearly as far as you did, though, by saying he's a little bitch. He's he's had some really rotten luck here, things with Nazem Kadri. I know it was a couple of years ago, but he never really seemed to recover after that. And you can say what you want about Jake DeBrusque. He is probably on this team the biggest big game player that we have here. In a big game, a game seven, he normally shows up. And if it's not... Uh, as a goal scorer, as an assist or a secondary assist, he does show up in big games. He's always done in the playoffs. So it's too bad that he's going to have to go. 
but I agree. It's it's time for him to go somewhere else. And it would not surprise me that the next place he goes, he lights up for 20, 25 goals. It, it would not surprise me. A change of scenery is going to be exactly what this guy needs, and he's going to be he's going to be a good NHL player. He's he's a he's a fringe second line, but a very good third line player in my opinion. I know. I think you give a little bit too much credit, Jimmy. I mean, I, I get, I like, I hear, I hear the whole clutch factor. And after his first year, maybe second year, I would, I would agree with you. But where's that been since? You know, and uh, and I, I think that whole argument you just made, Jimmy, nullifies your entire Bergeron argument from last season, when you said Bergeron's a choke artist. He's a choke artist. <laughs> Doesn't show up for game sevens, and you no, know. So my, my, my thing with Bergeron is people will try to. So it's it's completely different on basically the only point is where you try to put the player. I'm saying that DeBrusque is a very good um, third liner at best. Third, yeah, second second third liner. He's a secondary scoring option. People are trying to tell me that Bergeron is a number uh, is a primary scoring option here, which I guess he has been for the last couple of years. But then he doesn't put up goals in big games, so he doesn't. He, in my opinion, he chokes in big games because. If, if Bergeron was a second, third line guy and he put up the numbers he puts up, then yes, he'd be, in my opinion, he'd be considered clutch because he does do what you'd expect. He would overperform for a second or third liner, which is what I think DeBrusque does. But I think Bergeron underperforms for his contract as a top centerman, in my, in my opinion. My, my thing with clutch, though, it, it's always like what – it's comparatively to the contract. Like Tukarask would be well, no, he. I, I can't make an argument for that guy at all. I was gonna be like, well, for if he was making two million dollars, but he still doesn't show up in big games, so it doesn't matter what his contract was. Well, we'll get to your favorite goaltender of all time later on. Not mine. That's all you, buddy. That's Don't all you. Don't you worry about that. I just, Have you guys noticed any change in DeBrusque's play since the uh, and since it was made public that he wanted a trade? Or oh, do yeah. you think that do you think the goal he had the other night was just you know, it was just that time? It's just that time of the month. <laughs> I didn't want to say it like that, but thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> you, you, you led me to the water. I had to drink it. So Justin's calling him a bitch, but you're saying it's his time of the month. All right. It's his time of the month. It wouldn't be my – it wouldn't be uh, – aren't, aren't those two, two things like one and the same sometimes? You know what I mean? So I, I just don't – I think he play when he's when he's on his time of the month, he plays hard. He, he he looks like a completely different player. He he's more physical. He reminds me a lot of a um, a poor man's Chucky Coyle when he's on. Like he's hard to get the puck from. Uh, he's a very good possession guy and he's tough in front of the net. And then other times he's somewhere probably See, not. The I don't know, Jimmy. In my opinion, like Jake Tabuska has always been a one-dimensional guy. You know, like North like South he's, speed. Got he's got speed and he has he has size. But outside of that, he's got. A, he always seems like he's um, almost like a Jordan Caron esque, where he's always chasing the play. He's never creating the play. He's never ahead of the play. He's just kind of there. He's either, you know, using his speed to blow by guys and get breakaways, or he's just oh, he's in sucking front of the wind. net and around the net, and he just gets like a good like, you know, yeah. what's that thing? Uh, oh, he's either using his speed or he's sucking wind behind the play. Yeah, you know, or, or like he's yeah, he's just behind the play. He's not getting the pucks first. He's not on there. And like I said, he doesn't have any playmaking skill. He's just you know, he has if he shoots it in the right spot, he's there. Uh, again, I think he has. If he could turn it on and be that, have that compete level, and maybe go into a different team, we'll bring that back. 
But that I, I think he can show a little bit more than he has. And I think that's why the Bruins are so frustrated with him. Because, however, it's not, like bigger picture, you know, Bruins management, the people who are making our draft choices, people think that he was a 40-plus goal scorer. Okay. No, there were very few people in the NHL that are perennial 40-plus goal scorers. I am sorry. I don't know if, if that's their assessment of what Jake DeBrusque was. Wow. No wonder we're picking, like, fourth-line dudes in the first round being like, yeah, this guy, this guy, you know, 60 <laughs> goals. Zach I'm telling you. Uh, so, Justin, on that note, what do you think would be a uh... – a reasonable trade for a guy like Jake DeBrusque, and if you can't find a reasonable one, who do you think you would want for Jake DeBrusque? Oh, I mean, honestly, Dave, I don't know, and I don't necessarily also know how good his trade value is, right? Because he's coming off a couple bum years. I mean, he's looking okay this year. He's uh, clearly has more effort. So, I, I mean, the Bruins said they were looking for a defenseman. No shocker there. <sighs> And then uh, um, a a or a forward that is of equivalent value. Um, what that means, who the who the hell knows? I mean, uh, the last uh, potential trade I heard was for him for uh, the Canucks. Uh, I think Jake Vertinen. Vertinen. I think I think that was his name. But almost identical situation with the Canucks as Jake is with. The Bruins is Jake Vernon was supposed to be that uh, the uh, Canucks thought a legitimate like you know middle six goal scorer, but he's having a bum had a bum season last year. I don't know what he's doing this year, but I see them trading for a, a comparable forward like that. Hell, honestly, at the rate this management team like you know you know solves things, they'll probably trade uh, trade for Andre Kasha again. <laughs> Toronto, and I'm sure Toronto will be happy to do that. So. Jimmy, same question to you. What do you think? Reasonable trade or at very least, you know, somebody you'd like to see for Jake DeBrusque? So I'm not going to put it on a player's name because I think we're going to get someone who we've never even heard of, honestly. Well, that I've never heard of, probably someone that Justin's heard about, you know, in rumors. I, porn butt. Oh, shit. They're on me again. I was just going to say, I forgot to call the porn butt. Stay off grinder, Jimmy. I need my cheese grinder sometimes. <laughs> Oh, that grinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little extra cheese, you know? Hey, either way, whatever floats your boat, buddy. Jimmy's <laughs> hey, on a boat again. What can I say? Um, I, I, I would like to find, and this is, you know, based on his potential going to a new team, reinvigorated, you know, 100% bought in. If you can sell a team, a, a selling team here closer to the deadline, on trading for a legitimate number two center that moves coiled onto the number three role, I'd be all about that. Um, I, I look at more trying to sure up the forwards. I know Justin thinks that the defense is the biggest area of weakness, even though I think statistically goaltending he is. But we have that one covered. Don't you worry, guys. Um, yeah, revolving doors suck bags in the back end. Um, Except Raymond. Yeah, I think I think that the defense is start starting to sort itself out a little bit. My, mm-hmm. um, I think that we need more consistent scoring, and that's why I would try to find a center that either can replace Coyle on the second line and move Coyle back down to the third line, or I think he can be a very good third line center, low overpaid but a good third line center, or try to find some more consistency on the third line center. 
Yeah, no, I don't think. I don't care if it's a forward or defenseman. I want somebody who can fucking score. You know, still we're still chasing that elusive secondary scoring. You know that that first line, if they can all stay healthy and uh, be a little more creative every once in a while, they're gonna score. Um, But it's the it's the rest of the team. Taylor Hall, how many how many uh, goals does he have this year? And how many points? I think, he's, I, think he, I think he has five goals. Five goals. Five goals. Whoever, keep in mind. Keep in mind. I'm, I'm pretty sure like two or three of those are like his like three fancy empty, or empty net goals. Yeah, where he goes in, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna roof it with no one in net. It's just like, <laughs> dude, try, try doing that with a goaltender in front. Maybe use some of that talent that you. He's also another soft player. He was like a soft team outside of two guys. They have a soft team. I, I mean, it was kind of exciting when he got here last year, but you know, and he had that good first round of the playoffs, and then of course the Bruins injury bug hit. He didn't really have a good first round of the playoffs. He had, yeah, I don't even think he had a good first round. He, I, I he, he had one good game. He had one good game that scored. He scored a goal that I think one percent of the league can score. That you know, um, was it through the legs or like? Yeah, it was some. It was a nasty goal. It, 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 it was a it, good goal for sure. Was, I, but I, I thought he played well in the first round, but then the second round he just completely disappeared. Oh, completely. Yeah, once he went up against like you know sizable defensemen, yeah. he, he just once, once you get physical when you get physical with Taylor Hall, he disappears. He curls. Yeah. And once, I mean, you, and once uh, you get physical in the playoffs with the first line, it shuts them down. Well, look at uh, look uh, who, who was uh, who was on Taylor Hall the other night uh, against Lightning. I think I think Cooper was trying to match match McDonough up at that line. I think, and they they owned them all night. That uh, McDonough. Sh- Taylor Hall was, I, I think it was Taylor Hall, invisible, absolutely. Which is, invisible. Which is incredible because McDonough's not that. I, I was, I've always looked at McDonough as a softer defenseman. He's not very physical, in my opinion. See, uh, I, I think he's, I think he's a really good underrated shutdown defenseman in this league. Really, I really do. I, I think he, he, he must have changed when he went to Tampa because when I looked at him when he played for the Rangers, I, in my opinion, I thought he was very soft. I mean, he he was probably soft on the Rangers, Jimmy. Quite honestly, I agree with that. He was he was also paired up with uh, Wade Redding for a little bit, so <coughs> yeah, that also can't really help his numbers too much. <laughs> and he still and he still actually was was still a really good defenseman coming out of the Rangers too. But see, he's he's just been one of the primary shutdown guys behind Hedman. And like I said, I, I, I he Taylor Hall was a go show against big big guys like that. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Get in his face. He doesn't. He doesn't get to the puck first. You know, he's he like he's, he's not willing to stick his nose in there. And that's what the Bruins need. They can't have Marshan being the only dude who does it. He's tiny. You know, God, give him credit. That that's why it's like I feel like tough to call a slew for that Oliver Ekman lost because Ekman Larson. He's a soft defender, I think, but he's he's big, right? He's right. got size. Marshan's got to get that body position. So I give him credit for what he does, but you know. Posnock, I mean, he's he's not going to throw his way around, really. He does occasionally, but, you know, outside of that, what, you got Felino and Craig Smith, like, you know, skating around out there, and I'm like... Yeah, and, I mean, I think it was in uh, in Nashville. People were running at Bergeron, and fucking nobody really did anything. Yeah, everyone's just chilling. Just, everyone's just, just like, oh, that's just that captain, you know? He's got another broken nose, whatever. Yeah. You know? I, it, I don't know. Soft team, guys. Soft team. I know. I know it was a two nothing game, but at the same time, somebody's got to show a little more balls. Isn't that why we have Frederick on the team? Because let's face it, what else does he does he really do? And he's not even doing that this year. Who was that? Frederick. I don't think he's like. Oh yeah. I don't think he's like. I I didn't like him last year. I know Tyler loves him. I'm not a big Trent Frederick guy. 
I think Tyler likes, and I'm again. I'm not speaking for Tyler, but uh, I just you are. I'm not. I I think Tyler likes the, that old school mentality where you know fucking throw down. But, oh no! It, it, you know what, David? Oh, to two times credit, like like honestly, what I kind of like about St. Louis winning it, and like you know, it's just like it just it shows that you know I that's still kind of needed in the league, right? Right. Like, and I, and I love that about hockey. I think that's part of hockey culture. I'm all about it, and I think you need need those guys on your team still. And um, but I agree, Frederick's just kind of like drifted away from that. I I, I don't know why, but. He's been, you know, and quite honestly, that's your only um, – that was really the only positive quality about Frederick because he doesn't look like he can do much else. Um, by the way, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, Trent Frederick was a uh, first-round pick, 29th overall. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, again, nice job. Nice job. Well, I mean, he, he was a borderline second-rounder. second, line, second rounder. But he, I, he, a guy like that, you pick in the third round. I mean, I mean yeah. Jesus. No, I know. And they're like, oh, I don't know if he's going to be here at the end of the second. we we, we, we got to get him at first. we we, we got to get this guy. Yeah, let's get him in the fucking second round. Good job. In, in, in the fucking uh, stupid. Uh, all right, so the Bruins have had some injuries as of late uh, with McAvoy going down, I believe, and he missed. Illness, though. Illness, Dave. Illness. Oh, that was an illness. I'm sorry. Illness. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy, with your smile. Zaboral went down. Zaboral, I thought, has been playing pretty well. He went down in Nashville. Um, he's going to be re-evaluated in two weeks. And Anton Bleed was uh, apparently injured, but I, I don't know when that happened. Anton. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know. We get we get the, get the little Tyler soundbite. Who the fuck is Antoine? Violin. <laughs> um, Coyle, Grizzlick, and Almark were all uh, non-COVID illnesses, as was Nozick. Um, Nosek won't travel with the tri- with the team on this current trip, but he meet might meet them in Edmonton. I thought I read. Um, McAvoy's been skating on his own. Uh, is, that, is our emergency goalie traveling with the team? Do we know? Fuck, I hope not. Cassidy's been out what three games with COVID on the COVID protocol. Not, yeah, I think so. COVID, Ooh, what do you think? How do you think uh, Sacco's been doing coaching the team without? Mosh on and just stepping in without the without Cassidy, Jimmy. I think I think we played better without Marshan. I, I I I've been saying that for years. They finally screwed up this first line, and it's showing. The problem is that you can make the second line even better because you could drop Marshan or Posnock down to that second line and make it even better. Oh, how hard is that? But guess what? I'm just a fan, so I don't know what I'm talking about. So it had nothing to do. It's nothing to do with coaching, which. You oh, no, no. oh, I mean, it's, it's impossible to do worse than how Cassie does. The, the locker room is already is tuning him out, and it's showing they're playing so much better without him there. They've tuned this guy out. They've tuned him out since last year. And yet, somehow, you know, Neely and Sweeney just wanted to keep riding this bus. Because as long as we get our home playoff dates, everybody's safe. But if we're it's in jeopardy this year, maybe we're going to see some head roll. And it's not going to be Neely. Neely will step up. Neely's gonna, Neely might clean house. Hopefully, the only good thing about not making the playoffs this year. Oh, Justin, co- coaching or no? <laughs> no, I know. I, I, I honestly like, like. I mean, listen, they came out well against Tampa. Um, I, I think they had a complete game against Nashville. I mean, I, I again, I agree with Jimmy. Uh, and it happens, right? You see it all the time, unless you're like Bill Belichick. You know, you, 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 like 
you got to change coaches, right? You, you got to – it just happens. The message gets stale. I mean, Calgary's playing good right now. How long is it before they start tuning um, that ass hat out? What's his face? Um, oh, gosh. He just looks like a clown on the, on the, on the coach's oh, bench. Oh, is it uh, Sutter? Is, this, is it? Is it? Is, is there a Sutter coach in the league right now? Daryl Sutter? No. no, Sutter got fired there a couple years ago, I thought. Yeah, because an NHL team has never brought the same coaches back. <coughs> Montreal. <coughs> hey, Claude, Claude is the Stanley Cup champion, okay? Yeah, and yet he hasn't been hired again. So it's it's kind of like one of those things. Right? Well, he hasn't, you guys are wrong. He has been hired. He's, he's actually the head coach of the Canadian Olympic team, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're Good saying the him. States have a chance this time? No. No, no. That's <laughs> I've seen it for years. That system's unbreakable. <sighs> so, no, but I honestly, like, I think, I, I, I think it's coming time for a coaching change, quite honestly. And if, if uh, quite honestly, too, if Cassie keeps playing, uh, you know, Swayman over Allmark, I think management's going to lose, a, lose, a, uh, you know, uh, their heads over it because they're thinking, oh, we just signed this dude. You're going to play this guy. You're going to play this guy. And Rask is going to come back and like, no, you got to play Rask. You got to play Rask. And it's going to be like, and Cassie at least is like, you know, has called Rask out, thank God. But I, I do think he's, uh, he's starting, his message is starting to be lost with the team. And and this whole DeBrus thing also doesn't look good because he was also brought in to work with the young players because he was with the young players. And it's just... So I think it's uh, time for the Bruins to mix it up and actually look for players, no, coaching staff and management staff that are outside of the Bruins organization. That would also be nice. That would be kind of nice to bring in some whole new regime, so to speak, because it's just it's the same thing over and over. It is. Ten years now we're looking for secondary scoring, for Christ's sakes. And size on your left side, which we – <laughs> Although Jack Aiken did play really well, I will say that for an undersized kid, he had a good game the other night. I was just going to ask, what have you thought of his play? Quite honestly, I like like if uh, with his play the other night, I liked him better than both Clifton and uh, Grizzly. And again, I, if you can have an undersized defenseman, I'm like, I, I Aiken's making the case to be the be the undersized defenseman on the team. That one guy, because I liked <laughs> him. He was fast. He was mobile. He um, keyword he there was well. one guy, right? You know, so yeah, I just want yeah. You know, if you want to have one tiny dude, all right, fine. Like on your on your on your uh, back end, fine. You know, and Jack Aiken, like I said, I've liked him better than Clifton. I think he makes better decisions than Clifton does, and I like him better than Grizzly. I think he had a lot more pop in his step than Grizzly does. So I liked him both. I liked him better than those two players. But again, wish he had size. But if you know, that's what two evils here. I take him over both those other guys. So. Yeah, he had 22 shifts the other night for 15 and a half minutes. So. Yeah, no, and I and yeah, so it's so coaching obviously thought that he was doing well enough to deserve those minutes. So, Jimmy, any thoughts on Jack Akon? Um, so I, I'm having some trouble with my cable here, guys. So I was actually able to see a lot of his play, but I'm not surprised at all that Justin likes him more than Grizz like he's left. I'm not surprised that was one. <laughs> I, I think he's a couple inches high, uh, taller than Grizzly too. So. Uh, <laughs> you know, like um, or Justin's version of my McAvoy. Yeah. When they stand on each other's shoulders, they might be as tall as McAvoy, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, McAvoy's at least six feet, six one, maybe, around there. 200, 210 pounds. He was like six three. 
No, I, I thought he was six three as well, but I think he's a little shorter than that. He's a small guy. Okay. Smaller six, guy. Six one two zero six, according to NHL. The still, NHL. Yeah, app. Still where you want to see him. Still where you want to see him. Yeah, he's a Pillsbury Doughboy still. You know, I mean, we, I wish he was Victor Hedman high, of course, but you know, can't. I wish he was Victor Hedman. Period. But he's more like Dennis Wideman. Well, no, I uh, see uh, the next Victor Hedman coming up. Owen Powers, that kid. Wow, he's having a year in college too. Yeah, but he's gonna go he's one. gonna go to Buffalo though, right? Yeah, but he who knows he could be the game changing defenseman that they need. Yeah, maybe they said you that know? about like their last three game changing defensemen though too, didn't they? Yeah, I guess that's true. But Owen Powers, I know he just looks legit, man. He looks legit. <clears throat> Rasmus Dahlin, he's been a disappointment, but then again, it is Buffalo, so you're totally right, Dave. He may just go there and crash and burn. Could. All right, and then uh, I think. Jimmy alluded to earlier. What do we all think of the emergency backup goaltender at practice this week? The worst kept secret in the, the NHL. The worst kept, kept contract secret in the league. You know, you know why they haven't signed him yet? It's because can they can't play. afford him. No, it's because he can still play golf and new, and he's trying to play golf as much as he can until, uh, until it's time for him. You know, once it starts to snow, he can't play golf anymore. You know, right now he's gonna play the like the leaf rules. So if you hit into the like the brush and leaves, you can't find the ball. You don't lose a stroke. So now he's playing leaf rules. Once that's done, the snow's on the ground. He can't play anymore. Then he'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long way to get there, Jimmy. Oh, no, they God. they can't sign him right now. They got what like around two million in cap space, maybe a little bit more than that, three million. League minimum back in the day. And it's I know it's gonna be prorated, and I know that he was. You know, a Vesna candidate, or I don't fucking care, but like, it's got to be said for something for De- Justin. You're all over the development aspect of it, and my my stance on Rask is I did like him as the goaltender, but now that his contract's done, let's move on from him because you got this young kid that you want to develop, and you bring in this other fucking stiff, and now you're hanging the old goaltender over his shoulder the whole time. You're gonna fuck with the kid's head. And that's what I don't like about this situation. If you were going to bring him back, you should have kept Vlada and just treaded water the best you could till you got Rask back, and then you had Rask come back if that's what you were going to do. But no. Fucking Don Sweeney thought he was smart and signed the goaltender out of fucking Buffalo. Out of Buffalo. That whole, that whole thing... It's just a mess, Dave. It's an absolute mess. It's a travesty. I don't know what, like, poor, just, again, other, just, gro- he should be arrested for gross negligence. It's just unbelievable <laughs> of this franchise. It's just Grand Theft hockey team. And honestly, they would sign, like, like, Tuka Rask, like, would probably honestly sign a, a $1 contract right now just to play with the goddamn team. I don't know if it's so therefore, like, he can, like, you know, spread his ass in front of us, all of us fans or something like that. But if that... If listening to Jimmy's him, on eating, and then uh, talk, Justin's on eating ass all night tonight, oh my huh? God. Like, yeah, yeah, do it because like this, this <laughs> you're just to grab here, buddy. Ass, right, I, just thinking about it, I just want to just you know, this spoke beef. You turn it sideways, looks like. <laughs> but anyways, like I just can't, I can't stand this team and this franchise right now. And if that news about them being like, oh yeah, I took a risk, it's back, and he's sitting there, like, if that didn't make you want to instantly drive your car off a bridge somewhere. I don't know what would because it's just like, why? Why? Why do we need this guy? Is he going to make you guys a Stanley Cup champion now all of a sudden? No, he's not. It's like pity money. It's like, yeah, dude, like, let's keep going. I would tell him, go play golf in Finland because that you can mentally handle that. All right. So just go back there. Go do that. All right. We're going to go with the young kids. 
And again, if they're so worried about the development of Jeremy Swayman, they don't want like what happened in Philadelphia with Kyle Hart to happen to Jeremy Swayman. Okay, but then if Rass is coming back anyways, why did you still have to sign Allmark? I, it's just, I, it's just, you know, it's Bruins literally shooting themselves in the foot, and it's just uh, I'm, like literally. I can't. I don't know. I Put don't yourself know. up against the cap. You can't go out and get a bigger defenseman. You can't go out and get some actual scoring. Jimmy, what's up? If that comment does not enter the intro, I'm going <laughs> to I know. I, I, I should have made a note on it. <laughs> oh, God. Brutal. Oh, God. What am I looking for? <laughs> sideways or something. Something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, it looks like two bucks right there. Right? That's right. The spooks be. Oh God. You know. You know. I'm gonna have to change the uh, the logo now to the sideways spoke bee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, give it the. Uh, oh, but was that that winter classic spoke bee that they wore against Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, uh, that dude. You turn that one sideways. Look, looks like my seven-year-old drew it. I was great jersey though. I hated that jersey. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge fan of the I, Bruins. I also hated that jersey. old school jerseys or any of that shit. That one was tough. The white one they wore against um, Chicago, uh, Notre Dame, was a really nice jersey. Yes. Yeah. Although Chicago, I did it though when they got the black and white jerseys. So. Chicago. I don't know. Chicago's got the best uniforms. Well, yeah. until Seattle came along, I think. You but actually like them? I like the color of the Seattle uniforms. I do too. I do like Seattle. Seattle's a school. Sorry, Jimmy. It's okay. Yeah. We can disagree on some things, right? Uh, like McAvoy, Bergeron, the logos. All right. So I want to talk standings right now. Uh, a lot of people around the league I've heard for years say, that Thanksgiving is kind of the benchmark for the playoffs. If you're not in or at least close enough to the playoff position around Thanksgiving or at Thanksgiving, you know you, you know what your team is. Well, by that metric, the Bruins um, should just tank. I, on the other hand, kind of feel like it's more of like Christmas, maybe New Year's, depending on if you, you, know, you have a slow start to games or something, I'd give you till New Year's. Um, to get that, but as of right now, uh, two weeks before Christmas, right? Two weeks. Shit. I hope I hope you've all done your Christmas shopping already. No, not even close. The Bruins are fourth in the wild card for the East. They are fifth in the division with 25 points, behind Detroit, Tampa, Florida, and Toronto. Um, that right there is mind-boggling, but okay. <laughs> As a Bruins fan who's been watching this team over the last decade, um, what do you? How are you guys feeling, uh, Jimmy? I'll start with you. I know that you said they weren't going to make the playoffs, um, but how are you feeling about the Bruins' playoff chances at this point in the season right now? Not great. We're hot and cold, to say, to say the least. You know, some days we look good, some days we look bad. I think a lot of games we show flat-footed, and I think that's to do a lot with our coaching. They've tuned the coach out, and this is what happens when you tune the coach out. You don't show up and play. You look sluggish at times. You look unmotivated, and that's what it is. 
So if we're going to do this, I wouldn't even worry about firing the coach. I would tank for an actual decent pick. And that's how you start getting some young players back in the system. Tank for a young pick and then blow out the coach and the GM and actually draft some decent players. That's what I would do. Yeah, if you're going to tank, you got to get rid of Sweeney and Neely. Because, because they're just going to pick the same shit if you don't, you know. And w- once you get rid of the GM, the coach is basically gone anyway. Exactly. Most GMs are going to want to pick their own coach. Now, I liked Bruce at the beginning, but Butchie's not been good here the last three or four years. He's gotten kind of comfortable. He plays his own guys. And, again, that's been my biggest pet peeve of him over the last two or three years. Probably since I've pretty much known you, Dave, that he plays his guys. When he got here, he had a you – know, he was willing – Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. If listening to Jimmy's him, on eating, uh, Justin's on eating ass all night tonight, oh my huh? God. Like, yeah, yeah, do it. Cause like, this, this <laughs> you're just going to grab here, buddy. Yeah, right. I, just thinking about it, I just want to just, you know, this spoke beef. You turn it sideways, looks like. Too much. But anyways, like I just can't, I can't stand. This team and this franchise right now. And if that news about them being like, oh, yeah, I took a risk, it's back, and he's in there, like, if that didn't make you want to instantly drive your car off a bridge somewhere, I don't know what would, because it's just like, why? 